Hello, everyone, and welcome to EHS on Tap. I'm your host, Justin Scase, Senior Editor of the EHS Daily Advisor and Safety Decisions Magazine. Now, when we talk about safety culture, often the focus is on soft skills, things like effective leadership, good communication, management and employee buy-in, and so forth. Now, those are all obviously important, but what many EHS managers may be overlooking in their day-to-day efforts to build safety culture is the role of technology. So ask yourself, are you leveraging new innovations to build the best possible safety program at your organization? So we have two guests today on EHS on Tap to help us take a look at this issue from a company called, fittingly, Safety Culture, all one word. Safety Culture is the title sponsor of the EHS Daily Advisor's upcoming Safety Culture 2018 event, taking place September 12th through 14th in Atlanta, Georgia. And I'm joined today by Daniel Cummings, Customer Success Manager, and Josh Yamans, Product Expert. Daniel works with large customers as an industry expert to ensure best-in-class implementation of technology and software. And Josh works with customers on various integration projects and technical development to get the most out of safety and quality in an organization. So Daniel and Josh, thanks for joining us today. Uh, Thanks, Justin. We're happy to be here. All right, great. So let's start off with the nuts and bolts. Could you tell us just a little bit about what your apps do? Yeah, great question. So iAuditor is a uh, digital inspection tool that uh, digitizes kind of paper checklists, provides real-time visibility and insights uh, from the field. Yeah, uh, and um, similar to what Josh said about iAuditor, we also have an application called Spotlight. Uh, Spotlight is brand new for us, and it is for real-time incident reporting uh, for teams. So trying to go to that next step, and as uh, we see incidents in the field that folks could could report those and, and have those notifications go out, again, in absolute real time to uh, the relevant folks uh, in their org. Great. So these are the sorts of things that you could use on a, a smartphone or a tablet. Absolutely. Oh, great. Sounds really cool. So let's, uh, let's switch gears a little bit. Uh, we'll get back to the technology aspect in a little while. But, uh, well, actually, we're going to get to it right now. If, why don't we? <laughs> Perfect. A lot of the talk surrounding <laughs> safety culture, it tends to focus, you know, as I mentioned earlier, development of soft skills, things like leadership, influence, buy-in, engagement. So as it pertains to safety culture, how does technology fit into the safety culture discussion? Yeah, I mean, so the way safety culture and iAuditor Spotlight all fit into that is by uh, raising awareness across the actual um, job sites themselves. Um, it, it promotes kind of that frontline engagement that allows them to feel like they're contributors to the actual culture and the environment itself. Um, it also kind of allows you to maintain and re- retain kind of the, the high quality staff that you're, you're training and educating things in that nature as well. And then it's also trying to reduce the risks across all of your job sites and, and uh, workforce itself, driving a, just a safer environment for, to maintain revenue, to getting new jobs, things of that nature. Perfect. Yeah. And like, uh, like Josh said, we want to make sure that folks have those insights. And as we, we talk about soft skills, talking to your team, uh, what you're pointing out, what you're training on, maybe what you're focusing on in a, a toolbox talk is uh, relevant, relevant to what's going on. We worked with a manufacturer and they realized uh, through using iAuditor that they were having issues with PPE, but specifically with folks using the correct uh, hearing protection. So really made that a focus and developed a lot of training um, and systems of reward, things like that around uh, hearing protection. Uh, they wouldn't have known that, uh, that that was a trend 
negative trend uh, had they not been able to have those those insights and even to have those soft skills, have those conversations with their team to make sure that their folks were going home, uh, going home 100 percent every single day. Excellent. Excellent. So um, we're talking about safety programs, EHS programs. Now, metrics, uh, they're a big part of gauging the success of these sorts of programs. So could you talk a little bit about how metrics are important to safety culture in particular and how new technologies are boosting safety data collection and analysis? Yeah, that's, uh, I think that really is, is in line uh, with as we talk about knowing what's going on on your sites and knowing it either in real time or, or really close to real time. So it's not just uh, the metrics for the sake of metrics. It's not gathering that data so we have it and we store it somewhere, but we can use it. Uh, ultimately, um, our goal, uh, and I think the goal of especially folks that are in safety positions, safety managers, directors, all of that is that their folks would, would again, go home safe every single night. Uh, with that, we want to make sure you can see those. Uh, Josh says this a lot. And I think it's really smart. Uh, leading indicators as opposed to lagging indicators. Uh, we have the incident reporting tool. That's kind of for one-off. Let's, let's hope there aren't a ton of incidents to report. But before that, let's get those metrics. Let's make sure we're spotting trends so that if there's something that can become an issue, something that we're seeing consistently, again, you have those metrics and you can use those metrics to create a safer, uh, a safer environment for uh, everybody on a job site, in a facility. Uh, again, goal is that folks go home safe. Absolutely. So you're focusing a little bit more on like, uh, well, trying to get the focus more on leading indicators then rather than lagging indicators. Yeah, absolutely. Because the reason why we want to focus on the leading indicators is that's actually going to drive that engagement and awareness across the actual job sites or the facilities themselves. Um, it also feels like they are able to come to work feeling safe and also knowing that at the end of the day, they're, they're just making an ends. Uh, making money to make it for their actual what they want to do outside of their work. And so if they feel safe, they come to work, they contribute to that environment, mm-hmm. everybody goes home safe at the end of the day. And so by identifying those trends ahead of time, you can kind of put those kind of mitigation controls in, kind of establishing some like baselines. Where do we want to actually move the needle on it? And then what kind of training topics and things of that nature do we need to be focusing on over the next two to three weeks, once, once a month, once a quarter, and really in- increasing that frequency as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You talk about that. The, I know we've talked a lot here about gathering those metrics, and then Josh really started to uh, allude to what do you do to analyze that, and then what do you do with that information? Uh, work with a, a large airline, and what they do is they take uh, really the areas that they have missed that have potential for issues. They use that every month, um, and then also every quarter. And to have their areas of focus, it keeps their folks engaged. It doesn't feel like we're doing this just to do it, just to have it again, to file it away. Or uh, I remember talking to somebody early on, uh, they were just starting to move from a paper-based system and their metrics gathering equal to paper checklist that they then put in an envelope, put a stamp on and mailed to a center that went into a folder. Uh, that's what we don't want. We want that to, there to be those insights Again, have them quickly, have everybody engaged. I know they can take time, but uh, that's, again, ultimately the goal. Let's get more folks engaged, more folks paying attention, and and, uh, keep everyone safe. And and I'll take one more step at this as well, is that a lot of times, historically, audits are done just from a regulatory or compliance standpoint. And so they're done in infrequent intervals. 
so when staff actually get audited by safety managers or safety professionals, they typically feel a little bit on guard, kind of putting them on at uneasy. And so by increasing the frequency and doing those a little bit more frequent, um, you're going to actually, like I talked about, continuously talk about safety culture. Your culture continues to raise people become more receptive because you can give them that critical feedback sooner because they can actually uh, rel- make it relative to the specific incident or that specific task that they were working on in real time. And then that is what that engagement model drives, the actual two-way communication between leadership and the actual frontline workers, things of that nature as well. Hmm. That's very interesting. So um, what are some of the common themes for various struggles in the safety industry and are there any new technologies and or innovations that are happening right now to help solve these issues uh yeah definitely definitely i think uh josh really really said it well um can be infrequent or take a lot of time one issue we deal with uh, when we're talking to folks that are moving from a paper-based system is you talk about how is technology uh helping uh, in, in, the, in with safety teams. Um, often, it's not necessarily that folks aren't doing audits. Uh, they'll do them, but I don't know that anybody really loves the admin side of that. I've seen that be a big challenge. Uh, these are folks, they care deeply uh, about uh, creating a safe work environment. And they go and they're doing those uh, inspections, observation reports, JSAs, all, all of that, making sure that things look good. Um, and even when they're finding issues, can still take lots of time. They go from a paper to inputting it into an Excel spreadsheet, and that takes hours, and that you can have human error in the midst of that. Then they've got to make sure they send it out to the right folks in the right format. Uh, what we, and I think technology is able to do, you make it quick, you make it easy, you can have lots of lots more information. There's not the concern of the out, potential hours it can take to then uh, enter those that we could go back and see again. Uh, as I said earlier, real time or near real time, what's going on, make those quick adjustments before we have that lagging indicator of, a, of an incident. Yeah. And I'll take, I'll, I'll even kind of add one of our actual customers that had, had spoke it well is across one of the mine sites, he, his process, they worked like 12 hour shifts and they, they only were able to get through a handful of actual meaningful actual audits per shift just because of the admin work functionality on that. So they would go down in the mine do their kind of one, two, three kind of assessments. They'd have to return to the surface, plug in their camera to the computer, upload the photos, enter the actual Excel document, all that kind of stuff. And now by going to technology, they can be in the mine itself, streamlining, going from three now to 12 to 15 audits. So they're actually making more impactful um, assessments, being able to correct the actual behaviors in real time and, and ensuring that actual uh, culture is actually being upheld. Hmm. So you guys have mentioned a little bit about, you know, the transition from paper to, you know, digital, and you've touched on this a little bit, but I, I want to dig a little deeper. Like some safety departments, especially high performing ones, I think, they might be skeptical of making changes to their systems to incorporate new software systems or, or apps. They may have an attitude of, you know, our, our way is fine the way it is. And for some of them, that's sticking with paper or, you know, the basics, you know, Excel or something like that. So how would you persuade them that these tech tools can drive safety improvement even further? Yeah, I mean, so I think the funny thing is that we talk about safety as a, as a whole, right? So a safety team. But I don't think that there's actually just one or two people specifically responsible for safety as a whole. Um, 
And everybody in the company is actually responsible for safety. And so it's sometimes you can find people at the entry level that are looking for better ways of doing their job that want to find technologies. So it's, it's right finding the right people in the organization that can be kind of your product champion and actually really try to understand what's the problem we're trying to solve. And so it's more about education, about increasing that frequency. It's about what, what's not working well. What can we actually be doing about it right now through the, the use of technology? And of, of course, I mean, the safety and the quality of across the workforce is, is definitely paramount. But it's, it's definitely one of those that I don't know if I've ever met anybody that says I'm, I'm good with doing what I'm doing. I think they're always looking for ways to continually improve. So like when we talk about organizational cultural issues, you know, safety or otherwise, you know, it's more than one person, as you noted. Um, generational differences are often a subject of discussion. So do you think software solutions or safety apps like the one that uh, your company makes can be a tool to promote greater engagement in safety across all generations and all positions in the workforce? And how so? Yeah, fantastic. That's a that's a, a great question. One, um, I'm 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 sure you assume uh, we've talked about a lot. Yeah. Um, the first the first piece, and it really relates to uh, the idea of it's been working well. Why change? Uh, generally, you know, we'll get that from folks that have a ton of experience or really good at what they right. do. Um, but with something that is mobile facing, let's say like, like ours, um, we really want to first focus on it, it taking less time um, and specifically um, in the administrative side. So we'll focus on that first uh, because I think we'd all agree to, to one level or another. Uh, smartphones, tablets, uh, pretty ubiquitous across culture, um, even you know, my my 80 year old dad has a couple of iPads and an iPhone and knows how to use them. Uh, so it's it's on a piece of technology. They're not having to learn a new technology. If, if it's somebody who again has really been entrenched, maybe has 30, 40 plus years of experience. Um, so it's a technology that they're comfortable with. The other is uh, the the reality of a of a changing workforce. I was talking with a large customer of ours and. In the next four to five years, they have um, nearly a quarter of their workforce is slated to retire. Uh, so they're seeing that. They'll see uh, that baby boomer generation really start to change. And where you'll see whether that's uh, folks that are uh, Gen X, millennials in there that are in leadership positions, frontline positions, we'll see more and more of that. And those are folks that have adopted technology from a very early age. Uh, so again, there is a, a shifting demographic in the workforce, but at the same time, we want to start today and have an understanding that here's something that uh, anybody could grab uh, and learn easily. It's intuitive. Uh, I think that's what we would want with, uh, with a, a data collection, safety-focused, real-time piece of technology. Again, it makes it easier, not harder. It doesn't add more steps. Might be a little different, might be a little bit of a learning curve, but ultimately is going to make not just your life a little bit easier, uh, but uh, you're going to have some really great insights for you, your frontline folks, uh, folks in leadership, uh, and be able to make informed decisions on how to create a, uh, a safer environment for everybody. Yeah, and to kind of take on one more step to that, I think one of the questions you asked in there is like the greater engagement piece. Um, one of our things is that we try to engage as many people in the organization as possible. Typically, these types of safety pro pro or programs are typically managed kind of at 
kind of a regional or site-specific manager. And so what we're starting to see a shift across um, many industries is actually empowering a lot of the more of the frontline employees to actually be part of that contribution of that actual data collection process. And, and so, A, that gets more real-time data. B, those people that were actually tasked with that kind of follow-up before, um, they come in and actually validate what they're actually saying and then using that as coaching opportunities. And so the engagement is going to be a lot more um, – more personable. It's going to be like, actually feels like everybody cares for each other. And it's really creating more of a family type environment as well. Okay. So let's say that a safety manager has decided I'm implementing a new technology solution at the company. Uh, how can he or she get buy-in across the organization for the new solution? Uh, you know, both get their, the, uh, the employees of the organization on board with using it and also proving to management that the investment or the change to the process was worth it. The, uh, the million dollar question there, yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. you know, we, we talk a lot about your return on uh, return on investment and that, uh, that's relative. It, it, it will depend on on who we're talking to. Uh, from a frontline perspective, I mean, these are folks that are uh, they have a lot of skin in the game, figuratively and literally. Yep. Um, get some buy-in from them. From we focus on when we're implementing. Let's get feedback from your folks to make sure this is a tool that's working for them. That's something they uh, is is again making their their uh, life easier, uh, their, their work more safe. Um, from a leadership perspective, often what those folks want, again, care deeply about a, a safe environment and want to have insight into what's going on. They're not on those sites every single day or, or maybe often at all. So they want good, clean data, making sure that they can see it, have visibility, and they can make the best decisions for those teams, for their company, um, and ultimately for, for the individuals on work sites, um, at facilities, uh, wherever their work happens. All right. Fantastic. Well, Daniel and Josh, this has been great. You've uh, given our audience a lot to think about. Uh, thank you so much again for joining us today on EHS on Tap. Absolutely. Thank you so Thanks much for having us. Absolutely. We'd like to take a moment to remind our listeners that Daniel and Josh's company, Safety Culture, is title sponsor for the EHS Daily Advisors Safety Culture 2018 event, which will be taking place this September 12th through 14th in Atlanta, Georgia. And Safety Culture will also be hosting a roundtable that is sure to be fascinating for any EHS professional. Now, there's still time to register and to say thank you for listening to EHS on Tap. Enter the coupon code podcast at checkout to take $50 off the cost of your total registration for the conference. So thanks again for tuning in today. Until next time, this is Justin Scase for EHS on Tap.